0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Hurt Business Podcast. My name is Faris Sharai, and today I have a guest who's making their podcast debut. Uh, it's it's somebody I've, I've told numerous times that I want to get him on the show for different reasons, uh, but but this one was special because UFC came back to our home city, came back to Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, the city was live. The city was everything you would expect it to be. So there was no better guest than my man, Ben Lindsay. How are we doing today, boss?
1: Doing great, brother. Like I said, I really do appreciate you having me. It means a lot to me, so. Hell
0: yeah, man. I see see all the work you've been putting in, training with the Lozon guys. Uh, First and foremost, before we talk about UFC, how's that? How's training with some of the baddest dudes in the region?
1: I mean, it's crazy. I mean, at Lozon's on Saturdays, I mean, you could run into anybody there. I mean, a couple weeks ago, we ran into Chris Curtis.
0: Oh, shit. All right.
1: So every week, it's like a new UFC fighter there. Somebody that's Push to that next level. Someone that I train with a lot is Randy Costa. Um, a lot of guys there, like I said, on Saturdays, it, you see so many guys that you don't even know who to end up trying to talk to or train with because there's so many people there.
0: Yeah, I see. I see what uh, Lozon, they post on their stories. And Saturday, is that open mats or is that dedicated it, to a specific?
1: Uh, open mat starts around 10 o'clock with jiu-jitsu and then goes into kickboxing rounds. And it's a good time now on saturday daily.
0: Yeah. do you have a favorite do you, do you do like uh any any specific class more than the other
1: uh honestly I, I usually do the jiu-jitsu class with joe's during the week and on friday morning that's really where i get my like day started with the jiu-jitsu with joe and stuff there because that's there's no other way to start your day than training at like 10 in the morning you know?
0: yeah yeah that's the best way to start the
1: day yeah best way there's no other way.
0: breaking a sweat getting a few real nakeds few arm bars just just roll around
1: yeah.
0: What uh, what got you into jiu
1: Honestly, it was about when I was 18, I was t- texting a, a family friend, Roger Brackett, who was a fighter back in the day. And I just wanted to start for a long time, and then he ended up texting me after I had a couple things going on in life, and then got into the gym, like, right when I turned 18, and I think I was about 320 when I walked in the mm. gym, walking around 180 now. Wow. Never really dieted, nothing, so I'm really looking forward to Seeing what that could do for my. You
0: know. Holy shit. Okay, wait a minute. You said 320 at one time, yeah. and right now you're 180, which yeah. in my math, mental math here, that's 140 pounds.
1: Right. That, that's what I, I lost track of it, bro. I started counting. I stopped counting when I lost. I think when I hit like 250, you know?
0: Mm. Um. I've seen the pictures. I've seen you posted before. And I think that's one of the most impressive things that anybody could ever do is losing like that amount of weight. So, so. Tell the, what's your advice to somebody who, who may be, you know, not happy with how they look and want to lose some weight. What what would you tell them?
1: Oh, honestly, I'd say just get started. That's the best way to do it. I tell my friends that are in similar situations, like the only way to get started with it is just literally just getting started. Like if you have that feeling in your body, it's today's the day to do it. You know, you mm-hmm. can't, tomorrow, tomorrow might never come. So that's right. That's best
0: and when you say get started, do you mean in jujitsu? Do you mean just working out, eating healthier? What do you mean?
1: And I honestly, I think that kind of thought process works for anything in life. If you want to get started with something, today's the best day to do it because you get more experience, you get to help other people, you get to just build yourself, especially with jujitsu.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, man! It's so inspiring, bro. Kudos to you for doing that, bro. For real. I mean, you're you're it. The more you tell that story, the more you tell people. I think you inspire so many. Uh, so so that's that's incredible, man. Props to you. Thank you, bro. Uh,
1: Appreciate that.
0: But let's talk about UFC 292, man. I mean, what a fucking card it was back in Boston. First time since 2018, Uh, and I I just want to jump right into it. Let's let's get into the main event, the title fight between Sterling and Aljo. Before I ask you your thoughts, who did you have coming into it?
1: I'm not gonna be that guy that tries like lying and say I, but I did have Sean to win it. It, Okay. as well not just saying it to say it but i did have him in that second round so i did feel kind of happy when that (laughs) did you bet it i that's the thing i wish i would have bet it i was Uh. i was on bet mgm early i was looking at the odds and then i don't know if i just busy or just decided against it at the time but i do regret it now i will say that
0: yeah dude i mean i think him to win by ko was plus 400 or something like that he was he he was a real dog. And even him winning straight up was like a plus 200 or something.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. keeping me up at night thinking about it. <laughs>
0: could have been a hefty paycheck, man. But you, you did make the pick. You were right. He did get it done. Second round TKO on a beautiful, like, pullback counter straight right. What did you think, man? Tell me.
1: I mean, honestly, we were watching in the car on the way there. And, I mean, when I just – I could just sense, like, when the round started, it was just – it was just something was going to happen, you know? And I felt it. Like, once I seen him pull back, I'm like, and then he cocked it. I was just like, that's that's money right there. And
0: then Aljo face plants. Yeah. And the ground and pound is all she wrote. I mean, I I thought Aljo was going to win this. I thought just stylistically, the wrestling, the different styles. Uh, uh, Aljo style beats Sean's almost a, most of the time. Right. Especially if his, his game plan is executed like Aljo always does. Yep sugar sean man kept it on the feet he and 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 aljo a bit of a a overextension with with his shot he kind of put himself in a really really bad spot to get countered and sugar sean man one of the best strikers in the world caught that chin flushly
1: caught it nice. that's the thing i was thinking about it's like you got to figure this whole camp for aljo is probably working against stuff like that so it's kind of crazy that it would happen so early into the fight too you know
0: yeah, dude. And I, I don't know if you uh, keep up with like Al Joe's vlogs and shit, but like every every training, like all we seen was him fighting like Marab, training with guys who were grapplers and not necessarily tall, lengthy strikers with crazy speed like Sean is. Yep. He didn't really, pre- I, to me, it looked like he didn't really prepare himself uh, for last night. And he was hoping to get, make it a grappling match, but you're not fighting Marab. You're not fighting you know, one of these other grapplers, you're fighting probably the best striker in your division.
1: Right. That's the thing. Is Sean's a different type of fighter. You know, there's no one else that, like even Aljamain was saying, there's no one that can really emulate exactly what Sean does in the fight. You know, that's the hardest part about it.
0: Yeah, man, that's real. And then hearing it now, like, that he had that injury in the rib and he couldn't even wrestle, couldn't even prepare.
1: That's crazy. It's almost unbelievable in a sense.
0: For sure. It's like losing 140 pounds. That shit's crazy. a little bit oh man so sugar sean and new it it feels like like it's not true almost it feels like the other shoe's gonna fall and it's just a dream or it's not real sugar sean's really the bantamweight champion of the world dude
1: oh seeing that belt around his waist i mean it does look pretty nice man i can't lie
0: it does and he's just he just seems like a cool goofy kid you know what i'm saying somebody who would be a good time to hang out with and 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 that's the best 35er in the world
1: best one all around
0: yeah man oh man hanging out at the encore this weekend uh Sugar Sean, he's been uh posting a lot how gorgeous is that encore huh
1: i mean that was the first time i've been to it man and i was pretty starstruck i'll be honest
0: yeah dude it's fucking massive right and and, and there's like buddy what you- what's that
1: that I was telling my buddy how big it was. Like you couldn't like we got lost a little
0: bit. <laughs> I believe it, man. And then I came in two different cars. So the person that my uh, the, the other group of friends that we were meeting, it was like rocket science trying to meet up. Like right. trying to describe what you see and let's meet here. Like it's oh. impossible at the Encore, but a gorgeous place, man. That place is awesome.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh they had the co main. Anything else about Aljo or Sean before we uh, push past it?
1: I mean, honestly, the only thing about Aljo, I'd say, like, the crowd definitely was obviously against him. And I'd say he he definitely carried himself pretty good, especially in the post-fight and in the press conference. He definitely, like, if there's any fans that were against him, like, on a mentality basis, I feel like they definitely fell to the right side because Aljo carried himself like a true champion in the sense.
0: Agreed, man. He he handled it with class and at the beginning of his post-fight interview the whole arena was booing him. Yeah. And then just like just by his words, he like flipped everybody and everybody was kind of cheering, you know, chase your dreams, yada yada. I think I think Volkanovski said it best this week. It feels like this Sugar Sean story, he's supposed to win this fight.
1: Yeah. It, it felt like all it was supposed to be like not just saying it to say it, but it really did like everything almost went to how he said it was going to.
0: And and boy, did it. That dude's world champion. I think he's 27 years of age. Super young, man. Like, the whole the whole world ahead of him. Who do you want to see him fight first to defend his strap?
1: I mean, that's a tough one, you know? There's not many, like, matchups right now with Corey being out. That's really, like, the rightful contender. I mean, you could probably say Mirab, but mm. you know, most likely one is going to be Cheeto, which I don't know how exactly I feel about that because coming off of only one win, and after that Corey fight, I feel like he might have to or should go through another fight at least. Yeah.
0: I- agreed, agreed. A fight against Pedro Munoz doesn't really uh, solidify.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: that- know, like Look at Sean. He fought Munoz, didn't go, it wasn't a, a fi- maybe the fight he expected. But then he went on to fight Peter Yan, number one guy. And then he earned his shot. So I don't know. Maybe Cheeto has to fight a morale. Maybe he has to. I don't know if a Corey rematch is in the books for him, right? But then there's the the the, the talk of a rematch potentially. Maybe Aljo just just gets right back in there with Sugar Sean.
1: I'd I'd be open for that. I'd be I'd be interested in seeing that.
0: Do you think he's done enough to deserve an immediate rematch?
1: I would say yeah. I would say yeah. He's definitely he's beat a couple of contenders that are definitely like I mean for a long time people were saying Henry Cejudo was the absolute best bantamweight, and then mm-hmm. they saying that um. Excuse me, I can't even think of the other one that I was thinking. Marab, now the Marab is the one of the top in the division, so it's crazy. Yeah, man,
0: it seems like things change so fast in the sport. Like one minute he could be the top guy, and then the next minute that guy could be the top. But it feels like Sugar Sean might have his spot locked for like the next decade.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Is that
0: is is that is that like maybe being a little too generous, or is that realistic?
1: I mean, you got to look at it already. He's already been in the UFC since 2017 almost after they signed him. So that's almost – that's six years already. Four more years, you got to figure he's probably – he can probably do a couple defenses and probably about, you know, maybe a year or two, get a couple defenses under his belt if all goes to plan. So I would say that's not too crazy to think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm all in, especially seeing his embrace in a city like Boston where he's – He's not from here. He has no ties. You know what I'm saying? His name is Sean O'Malley, which sounds like he could be from here, but we all know he isn't. And, I mean, even the bar I was at close in the city was all in favor of Sugar Sean. And I know the arena was that, too, watching back the fight and hearing the crowd go crazy for Sean and Boo and Aljo. Sugar Sean might be, like, top three superstar in the UFC right
1: now. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that.
0: Right, because the only guys that are that are up there is, of course, the Israel the Sanya's of the world. But then that's kind of it. Then it's like sugar level. Nobody right. feels like to be to be to be above that. Is that too generous?
1: No, I mean I'd agree with it, and especially like you said about being in Boston. Like if you would assume that he was from Boston. How the fans, right. like I said at the press conference, at the weigh-ins, the fans were at, like absolutely insane, going for O'Malley. So. I did, I did agree
0: with that. You mentioned the press conference. We were both there for it. Al Joe completely embraced the heel in his orange suit, like completely talked about the Boston river. Like as if we have that, I'm like, dude, it's a fucking Harbor, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sugar, Sean. Yeah. Just, just the stardom, bro. He's getting embraced in cities that he, he has no ties to. It's just right. like, at least Ian Gary, who got a massive embrace is Irish.
1: Right. Exactly. You
0: know? It's a, there's all Irish in Boston. So he has that connection. But Sugar, he really doesn't have much aside from being Sugar Sean O'Malley. Well, and the UFC's in good hands, man.
1: Yeah, they really are. I mean, he, they definitely got a star on the hand.
0: What'd you think of the press conference?
1: Press conference was pretty lit. I mean, it was a good time. We had good seats, got to see everyone coming out. It was a good time.
0: You had six seats, man. You had awesome seats. Like, I, I was like, where you were, where you're posting, did you. Get, come close to getting a pick with Ian Gary. I seen him circling that side.
1: Uh, I don't I can't remember exactly because I actually ended up sitting a little bit further than them at one point, but I know like when I looked over, I saw how close they were getting. I'm like, whoa.
0: <laughs> like they're right there. Yep. <laughs> oh man, but Ian Gary, huh, At that press conference. What a what a he stole the show there too, almost.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean week for him. What's that? What a week for Ian Gary, right? Huh? one of the biggest stars of the card
0: yeah man and and he's fighting a guy like neil magley which like it's not the funnest matchup right but it is a big test he he, he made people maybe more excited for his fight than than most some of the others on this main card
1: yeah and then started to the fight off nasty the first leg kick of the fight that really like genuinely made people concerned with like how long is this fight going to go on if the first leg kick of the fight, he's already that damaged.
0: Yeah, and he was dropping him with leg kicks, and he just madly couldn't find his balance, you know? Like, he just kept getting knocked off of it, and it might be how powerful Ian is, right? That might just be a strong motherfucker, which yep. I wouldn't put it past. That dude's huge.
1: Yeah, he, he can dare you something different, man. He really is.
0: Yeah, dude, at the press conference saying Neil cannot say nothing, cannot talk, and then Neil didn't really talk. I was like, come on, Neil, don't let him do you like that,
1: man. <laughs> I was
0: thinking, too. But then the fight, like you said, it really didn't go uh, Neil's way at all. Ian just blasted those leg kicks and really good job of mixing it up, right? He's he seen the deficiency with the leg kicks, but it, that wasn't all he was throwing. He was mixing it up with the high kicks. He was mixing it up with the, the, the punches and just an all-around game. I was telling a few buddies at the bar this yesterday. I think Ian Gary might be leading like – the next era of fighters in general like nobody's doing it like him and, and everybody's saying he's a connor wannabe he's mimicking connor he's using the same lines i'm not mad at all dude i'm fucking loving it
1: yeah me too bro i mean like the thing i think about with ian gary is like of course he's Irish. obviously everyone's gonna say he's like trying to just be like connor but i mean like like i said the whole fight week he was pretty active with doing stuff doing stuff with the fans um uh, after the weigh-ins he did a open workout at a bar in boston i mean that place was nuts man. <laughs> that place was insane you were there right yeah i was there for that
0: oh. yeah, yeah yeah i seen it on a on the thread that you posted and i was like holy moly this happened where the fuck was i <laughs> crazy man and 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 like nobody does that bro who go, does a live workout in a bar in a pub in like boyliston street downtown boston Yep. Just, just for the people, man. Just for the people. So, Ian, I agree. He's, he's definitely a future super duper star. Definitely. W- with this trajectory, maybe two years, still he's like on Sugar Sean's level. Like he's, he's, he's on his way.
1: Yeah, he's definitely going to be a I- I'd say, willing to bet, he'll be a champion in the very near future. Mm-hmm.
0: The Wonder Boy call out, though.
1: That's what I was just going to bring up as well. <sighs>
0: sign me up.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh
0: man. Oh man. That'd be such a banger. And for like wonder boy, his best fights always come against strikers.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: Anytime they match him in there with a wrestler, or a grappler, it's always like, fuck.
1: I know. It's like, Oh my God.
0: Yeah. yeah. He just can't get going. He's not, you know, as, as good in some positions, but We see, see, remember that Holland fight when he fought uh, Kevin Holland was a classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Instinct. What's that?
1: That's what I think this fight will end up being. Oh,
0: man. Oh, man. And it'll be another big test for Ian, man. A big, big test.
1: That's what I thought this Jeff Neal fight was going to be. I thought this fight was, if he ended up fighting Jeff Neal, I didn't know how this fight was going to go.
0: Yeah, I honestly might have took Neil because we seen Ian Gary really hurt in a fight before, and that was against way lesser opposition. So a guy like Neil who can really hang in the pocket, stand and bang, I don't know. I don't know. It would have been a fun fight. It would have been a good test for him. Yeah. But, yeah, the f- stars didn't fall in line for that matchup or for Neil Magley, unfortunately. Uh, Ian steals steals the show and uh, continues roaring. Speaking of roaring though, uh, Whaley's Zhang, the dominance by her, huh?
1: My goodness, that fight was just a masterclass. <clears throat> at least,
0: I was looking at the stats. Uh, the, I think Annick was mentioning it live in the broadcast, it was like 270 to like 28. Like, the disparity in strikes were so ridiculous, and the eye test passed it, man. Waylee's a bad, 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 bad lady.
1: Yeah, she's nasty, man. And the Boston loved her, dude. She was, she recited that thing, and when the crowd went crazy, <laughs> oh, Boston, it was awesome hearing that.
0: Yeah, dude, that shit. You went to the weigh-ins, right? Yep. How about her with the English, Boston? Let me hear you. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they let her hear it too. They gave her a, a decent pop in that crowd.
0: Yeah, dude, she said like four one-liners, and they yep. they all hit. They and all. They and they gradually got better and better and better. And still, yep. oh, I love way Lee, man. I love Lee. And it opens up the conversation to the UFC going back to China, which I seen uh, Dana talk about a little bit. And that's super exciting, man, that touching Asia and that whole continent, just being out there would be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Last time they were out there is when they crowned her as champion. too. So
0: look at that. Look at that! Bring her back for a defense, and apparently there's another uh, top top contender who's also from China. So could you imagine that?
1: Yeah, they can fill that card out looking pretty nice now. My goodness, my
0: goodness. Um, so yeah, shout out Wei Li Zhang. Anything else on a? Uh, I feel like there's not much to say. It was it was just dominance.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, the only thing that I could think about was probably those like those like slight ninja chokes that Amanda went mm-hmm. on a couple of times. Like I don't know. Which round exactly? But one of them was looking pretty tight, you know. And that's only, like on the seat, on the tip of my chair, like what's gonna happen here, you know?
0: <laughs> For but, sure, bro. See, I think in the first round she caught her in a deep one.
1: Yeah, they were looking a little. They were looking a little iffy if you were on her betting odds. That's why yeah. I was thinking, like, man, putting money on this fight would probably be crazy. I had it actually going under three rounds. I, I was a little oh. bit.
0: You said I did. You cut out at the end one more time.
1: I was going for under on that one. I thought this fight was going to end under three rounds. Yeah, But with the distance? I'm like crazy. Yeah.
0: Agreed, bro. It felt like the whole main card. Like there, there was there was no finishes until the Sugar Sean fight. It was all, you know, all the distance fights, and which could be a good thing to some people. But I don't know. I would have liked to see a few uh, finishes. Maybe the Whaley Zhang. So your back could have hit, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I. Stuff like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the first fight of the night, Cheeto Vera took on Pedro Munoz, which we briefly mentioned a, a few minutes ago, but in depth a little bit more. What did you think of that one?
1: Honestly, that one was a little bit of a sleeper one for me, honestly. I was kind of more towards looking forward to the Ian Gary fight when I was watching that, but I was definitely catching here and there. Mm-hmm. That was at least a lot more active than the Corey Sanhagen fight. So.
0: For sure. For sure. He learned a lesson. Oh, Yeah. And it's yeah. crazy to think that that uh Corey fight was five rounds versus a three round fight. He had way more time to get active, but chose not to. So a little bit interesting, right? But uh, uh he looked awesome against Pedro. That jab was so beautiful from both stances. He was switching and still stabbing him with it. Yeah, uh, but Pedro, Pedro's game, man. That dude, that dude c- came to fight. He didn't come to lay down at all. Uh, I expected Cheeto to look a little bit better than he did. Uh, but again, Pedro's a, is is a motherfucker, man. And he's not somebody who's going to come and give you an easy fight ever. Uh, and he didn't give Cheeto one. So props to both of them. I thought it was a, one of the funner fights of the night. Although a lot of people didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it was one of those sleeper fights. It's kind of like, like I said, people coming off after the Cheeto fight last time where it's like, what's it, how's he going to come out? Is he going to come out timid or is he going to come out aggressive? It was kind of like, where's this fight going to go? You know?
0: Hundred percent, man. Hundred uh, percent. But yeah, UFC's back in Boston. It was, it was, it was, it was a fun week. I would say. What would you describe the week as?
1: I mean, honestly, I'd say the week was probably. I'd give it a nine. Honestly, I mean, the UFC definitely stayed active with doing events, having things active. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was a great week, you know. And like I said, that's the weigh-ins and the press conference, I had a great time doing those.
0: Nice. Hey, first time going to all those sort of UFC events.
1: Yeah, I actually went to UFC 220, but I didn't go to the weigh-ins. I didn't go to the press conference. So this was the first time, and it was amazing to say the least.
0: Yeah, dude, it's like a full week of events and and things that, as a fan, you want to attend in order to build up the hype, build up, you know, what I'm saying the excitement for everything that happens on Saturday night. And yeah, the UFC they really put on a lot of a lot of a lot of events, having fighters and and. F- Play, different meetups and different yep. things you can go to. I've seen you post a bunch of pictures with cool guys Bilal my my yep. boy Bilal how was that I mean all those uh, UFC guys that you watch all the time
1: that's that was the craziest part because it was um Tatiana Suarez was having at the bar across the street. so we go in there and then we see Don fry Bilal muhammad uh patchy mix mm. the stars in there were just unbelievable and everyone was like super super cool not just cool like yeah we can take a picture we can have a quick conversation but like super talkative super cool i mean honestly i was super grateful for it honestly i couldn't mm-hmm. think the fight is enough
0: was there one you got a little more excited for than the other
1: um I'll say once I saw like Don Fry sitting there, I was like, I saw the ha- the cowboy hat, and I'm like, there's no freaking, <laughs> I couldn't believe it.
0: <laughs> Don Fry's a sick one, man, and he had the picture with the cigar and the whiskey, yep. and I'm like, this is this is classic Don Fry here.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was super cool too. Like that's the thing. I actually was kind of starstruck when I was talking to him because he was willing to have a conversation, not like just be quick and get out. Like he was whatever you wanted to talk about. He was more. Uh. The- give a couple of answers to, you know, I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. I love whenever like it lives up to the hype. You know what I'm saying? You're a fan of these guys. You watch them all the time that you see them in person and they're not like nonchalant or pushy. They're like, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? And that's the coolest thing about all this, man.
1: Yeah, dude. Definitely, man. That was a great time.
0: I heard a, a great Don Fry story recently. And I think it was Dana White talking about it on a podcast. Apparently he got sued last year or something like that <laughs> at an event because a fan comes up to him and is like, let's take it outside. Let's let's go outside. And Don just hits him right there.
1: Yeah, I've seen that video, man. I would not want to get hit by Don Fry. <laughs> I told his hand when I gave him a hit. I'm like, man, if you were to get punched by that, you'd definitely be feeling it the next day.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't understand why people ever, you know what I'm saying ever like no matter how old like any fighter under any circumstances why do you want to fuck with them why do you want them to hit you or choke you out or do any of these things
1: that's the question right there bro it's like why do people let other people just choke them out for whatever reason i i, I, I don't know how many times throughout my years like in life too i never understood and i don't <laughs> <I> well
0: <laughs> so you can't give me any answers huh
1: i mean honestly i don't, I don't know man I'll yeah have- but I've seen it too many times. Like people just want to get willingly choked out for no reason. I'm like, maybe a kink or something, but I'm not judging
0: <laughs> Could not be me. I'll tell you that. Oh no. Oh man. Ben, this has been a pleasure, bro. Thank you for finally coming on the podcast and chopping it up with me. Man, we'll do this again soon. Uh let the people know where they can find you, follow, listen, whatever you want to plug.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Like I said, I really do appreciate you having me on here. It means a lot to me. Like taking the time and doing this uh benny 508 on ig um that's really it honestly i'm on twitter as well benny 508 uh i hope to be on here soon so i really do appreciate you having me
0: oh yeah and uh for the people listening definitely want to follow him on instagram i have been tuning into the stories and it's all hilarious hilarious shit so definitely uh give him a follow ben thank you brother